Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. So we trust that this week's message will be of a blessing to your life. And we invite you to enjoy the teaching ministry of Caleb. Thank you for that grace that changes. Thank you, Father. It is the anointing that makes a difference. I thank you that I not speak as a mere man, but I speak as the oracles, mouthpiece of God. Grant unto me your son and your slave's supernatural divine utterance. Give me the tongue of the learned that I might speak to them that are weary. Make my tongue of a pen of a ready writer. I yield myself to you. Great Holy Spirit, I thank you for living in us, living among us. You, Father, you are our God. We are your people. So be God to us. Walk among us. Dwell among us in an unusual way this morning. As we're so grateful for 16 years of ministry, thank you for Reverend Johnny D. Dixon and Minister Jackie Dixon for starting this work 16 years ago in their living room. And Lord, I thank you, Father. It's because of their faith that the world is better. Thank you, Lord. Just pray this prayer. Say, Father, Father, grant unto me me the spirit of wisdom wisdom and revelation revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding may be enlightened, that I may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your inheritance in the saints. And what is the measurable greatness of your power towards me who believe in Jesus name? Amen. Hey, take your Bibles, raise your Bibles up. Come on, make the devil mad. (laughs) Say, this is my Bible. Bible. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same same. in Jesus name. name. Amen. Give God some praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. It is an honor to be here, um, to be a part of what God is doing. Uh, We've been talking about holiness the last um, several weeks. Amen. And uh, we're going to continue. I do believe I have something that will be life changing for you. I mean, you know, we shouldn't teach and preach the word of God just to entertain. Um, I, I actually read a post <laughs> last night. The entertainment um, is, 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 the dev- is the devil's substitute for joy. Oh. <laughs> that kind of convicted me. But I do realize that God has given us entertainment. Right. Amen. There's some good entertainment, right? Yeah, some of y'all like your wonderful shows and so forth. So we're, we're, I'm not religious. <laughs> um, I'm just a renewed my mind is renewed. Amen. Amen. So today we're going to talk about the silent partners of holiness, the silent partners of holiness. There are silent killers, um, as the medical field talks to us about, um, some of the silent killers are diabetes, high blood pressure, um, heart disease, a stroke, um, a silent uh, another silent killer is carbon monoxide. Thank you. Sorry. Um, these things are killing people and people are, 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 they're unaware of it. They kill without showing any symptoms. Um, and there are some silent killers that are killing your walk with Christ, um, such as distractions and weights, sin that so easily beset us. But then there are, um, along with these silent killers of our walk with Christ, these things are pushing us into unholiness and away from Christ. As we consider and think about holiness, we think through it. um, 
let's consider these silent partners that are pure graces to push us into being like Jesus. Silent partners are, if you have a business, how many people got businesses? Okay, a few of y'all. We need more people who have biz- more businesses, right? God is, in, in, is involved or wants us to be owners. The spirit of ownership comes up on this church like never before. We own our houses and our cars and land. Oh, glory. Lands. I'm sorry. And buildings. God wants us to own. If we're going to represent in Mother Earth, we must go from renting to even having a mortgage to owning. Uh, come on, let's think bigger. <laughs> Growth is now. Um, silent partners are partners in a business who they, they, they don't really play an active role um, in the day-to-day operation of business. They provide the means of, for the business to be in operation. They are very much involved with the business, but they're, they, they're, they're just not loud about it. They're quiet. They play the background and they make things happen. Silent partners are investors. They invest. They are investing in the operation and the organization. They invest capital. They are the source of, uh, of a support. They ensure the organization have the capital necessary to execute their vision. So silent partners are important. <laughs> um, God is not a silent partner. He's a loud partner. Hey, um, the, I, I remember one time talking to a young man. He was pastoring a church out in a different state. And, and we were supposed to meet over the phone. And he's like, oh, I, I have to go and meet with um, this lady. Um, she's our biggest giver. And she's about to leave. I said, don't do that. I said, the biggest giver of your church is God. <laughs> and not the person that you, you think is um, there. Let her go. Because God will make up the difference. But he met with her and she left anyway. <laughs> and let's go to first Peter chapter two. First Peter chapter two. Uh, so good to see everybody. Um, some old, some um, former members of KLM. So good to see you all. It's been a blessing. Amen. 16 years. Uh, I got here 15 years ago. <laughs> I mean, one time Courtney and I visited the church while in in the um house and and dad was preaching and and we were singing and we could hear everybody sing (laughs) praise the lord (laughs) the lord says make a joyful noise (laughs) um first peter chapter two let's look at this verse right here first peter chapter two let's look at verse nine it says but you are a chosen race everybody say i'm chosen i'm reading out of the esv it says that You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. All of us called to be priests, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. King James says, peculiar people. Um, How many peculiar people do we have out here? Amen. Um, The word peculiar is not weird. (laughs) We don't need any weird Christians. (laughs) Weird is not necessarily part of God. God is not weird. There's nothing weird about the Lord. Um, This world is weird. (laughs) What they call normal is not normal to God. Um, You know, some people call the kingdom of God an upside down kingdom because he tells us, he says he put the first. If you want to be first, you got to be last. If you want to go up high, you got to go low. If you want to prosper, you got to give. If you want to be forgiven, you must forgive. So these are considered upside down principles, right? The Lord, if you want to really, you want to lend your money to the Lord, bless a bunch of poor people. <laughs> he that gives to the poor lends to the Lord and the Lord will owe no man, no woman. So you give to the poor. I'm not saying those people who have the sign, right? Uh, feed me, give me money. I'm not talking about that. I, I'm talking about people who are really suffering and they, they can't do anything for themselves. And I'm not, I'm not making light of a person with a sign, by the way. But I once read or heard on the news, there was a guy in Philadelphia who had a sign and over years he had collected so much money. And when he died, he, it was thousands and thousands of dollars that he had in this um, house that no one occupied. So um, we, we need to be wise when giving to the poor. 
Amen. All right, that's that's a little that's free for y'all. <laughs> um, let's go to First Corinthians. Excuse me, Second Corinthians, chapter one. The silent partners of holiness. As we think through this, um, I, I want us to think about holiness. And holiness does not mean for women not to make wear makeup or uh, men to not wear shorts. That's religious. Thank God for deliverance. <laughs> thank God we were never involved with that kind of um, um, theology. But thank God that we, we go after God with our hearts. Verse 12 says, for our boast is this, the testimony of our conscience. How many have a clear conscience this morning? Don't raise your hand if you don't. <laughs> clear conscience. We, we need to have our conscience clear. And the con our conscience is the voice of our human spirit. And we can only trust our conscience if we're born again and we have the word working in us. Your conscience is defiled by the fact that you are born into sin. And unless you're born again, um, I wouldn't trust your conscience. The testimony of our conscience we, it's important that we have a clear conscience that we, and then it goes on and says that we behaved in the world with simplicity. Now, I don't know why the translators translated that with simplicity, but it actually in the Greek is with holiness, with holiness, behave in the world with holiness and godly sincerity. It's one thing to be sincere. You can be sincerely what wrong, but it's another thing to have godly sincerity. Not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God supremely so towards you. So here the apostle Paul is writing to this church and he says, we are to, you know, we have, we testify, we boast in this, that our, of our conscience and that we have behaved in the world. One of the greatest weapons a believer has is their holiness. It's our holiness. Um, and then godly sincerity and earthly wisdom. Holiness makes us different. It makes us different. The world, you know, the, the world is not looking to be holy. They actually are looking to be more unholy. <laughs> they, 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 they're promoting their sin and we should be promoting Christ. The more we're holy, the more we can fellowship with him on another level. God does not fellowship. He fellowships with our change. When we change, our intimacy with God goes deeper. It, it, it's, sometimes I think people think intimacy is, you know, they're closing their eyes. The, the, the lights are turned off. They have the candles. Oh, I'm intimate. Lord, I love you. But the real test of your intimacy is your holiness. <laughs> How do you deal with bad attitudes? How do you deal with gossip and so forth? All right, we're going to get to there. Um, go, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm almost finished, believe it or not, I think. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 6. The silent partners of holiness. Everybody say the silent partners of holiness. Here we go. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse one, working together with him. Then we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. I love the fact that Paul says working together. We are co-laborers with God. We work with God. Amen. That's what the prayer I pray. I used to pray, Lord, none of me, but all of you. And the Lord corrected me one day, many years ago. No, it is you. It's your personality, it's, it's your vocabulary, it's, it's your dry humor, <laughs> your corny jokes. <laughs> uh, we working together with him. If you're going to be holy, you got to work together with the Lord. You cannot be holy on your own. And let's go to verse two. It says, for he says, in a favorable time, I listened to you. In a day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is, everybody said now is, is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. So God's favor is available to us ever since Jesus was raised from the dead. It is available. Now is the favorable time of God, of the Lord. Verse three, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. 
So as a pastor and those who are called to be ministers of the gospel, we need to make sure, <clears throat> even as believers, we're not putting things in people's way of seeing Jesus in our lives. No obstacles. So Paul says, you know what? I'm going to make sure that there's no fault found among us. Uh, it, sometimes what people do is they say, I'm only human. That's an excuse. Um, to be human, truly human, is to be like Christ. <laughs> he has displayed to us what humanity should look like. He's, so, so to say, I'm only human, you mean to say, when you really, you maximize your humanity is when you're more like Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, Friday with the young people, we talked about the hypostatic union of Jesus, the two natures of Jesus, the divinity, the divine nature, and the humanity of Jesus. And even as believers, we don't believe in just his divinity, but he, we also believe in his humanity. And Jesus displayed and lived in a way that was human to all of us. He showed us how to do this. Way before Montel Jordan came out with the song, this is how we do it. Jesus says, this is how we do it. <laughs> That's what he did. He came and showed us the father. He, this is how you live. This is how you pray. This is how you get anointed. This is how you minister. This is how you hear from God. This is how you care for the poor. This is, come on. That, that he showed us how to do it. This is how you, you know, he wasn't praying all the time. People who pray all the time, I'm talking about just in the posture, oh, I'm praying, I'm in the mountain, and they stay in the mountain. He says, Don't, that's not how you do it. You get a religious spirit, and you start being, oh, you know, the Lord called me to the ministry, and then they go into the mountain and stay for the rest of their life and die. That's not the will of God. Wherever people is, that's the will of God. And he, here, Paul, verse 3 says, we put no obstacle in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. What if the Lord has called us to perhaps, you may have the liberty to drink alcohol, but for the sake of Jesus being seen in your life, I won't let that be an obstacle. It got quiet in this Pentecostal church. <laughs> perhaps instead of taking your rights and um, and I'm not talking about human rights and, and, and your equal rights as far as our country, but your liberal rights in Christ um, and posting your venting on social media says, you know what? I don't want to be an obstacle to anybody. I'm going to vent to God and I'm going to deal with my emotions. Amen. I'm, I'm going to develop emotional intelligence and I'm going to control my emotions and I'm not going to live by them. Um, as Minister Allen says, they, emotions, they inform us, but we're not to live by them. Now, you owe me some money for that. Uh, <laughs> verse four, <laughs> it says, but as servants, in the Greek, it actually says slaves, but as slaves of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great, and he tells us how he commends himself, they commend themselves in every way by, here we go, great endurance. If you're going to be holy, you got to endure. All right. Our strength is not revealed in what we say. And our confession is how we endure. And how, what are some of the things that we're going, we need to endure? Here's Paul talking about in afflictions. Oh, I'm sick. Oh, I'm so, I'm going through. Welcome to the world. Right. Um, if it, Everybody is going to go through, either you're at the beginning of a trial, the middle of a trial, or the end of a trial. You get a break for two minutes and then you go into another trial. You'll never be exempt for trials. Jesus says, in this world, you'll have tribulations. I, I prophesy this week, you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have some trying people. There's some people who are going to get on your last nerve. I, you know, I, I got convicted the other day because I was saying, they get on my nerve. I mean, me and the boys were listening to some music on the way here. And the guy, he was like, ah, he was like, you know, like angry, trying to get people to praise God. And I said, he gets on my nerves. <laughs> and it was like, the Lord was like, what does that mean? Check your nerves. <laughs> what does it mean that he got on your nerves? <laughs> all right. So that kind of like convicted me. I was like, okay, all right. I hear you, Lord. Uh, you want to be a holy man of God? <laughs> I'm going to deal with you. 
How many know that if you really go after holiness, God is gonna, God's going to mess with you, not mess with you, deal with you. He's going to deal with your every part of your being, your attitude, your motives, your mind. <laughs> Why you do that? <laughs> um, I, I, I serve at a high school, Perth Amboy High School, and, and a couple of kids found out I was a pastor. And, and it was like, oh, mister, I didn't use profanity because I don't allow profanity in my room. And um, he, he was like, and then he, the, kid, the couple kids slipped up and said some things. And they said, mister, he cussed. Uh, and he said, no, mister, I'm a holy man of God. <laughs> and from that place was the seed birthed for this mini long s- series. <laughs> so I found myself, I want to be a man of God. Waking up in the middle of the night, I want to be a holy man of God. I mean, oh, we should pray that. We should, that could, as I went to Wegmans this morning, I said, Lord, I want to be a holy man of God. This is not for people to hear. It's for you and God. Well, you're crying out for holiness. I want to be a holy man of God. I want to be set apart. What is holiness? I I, I need to talk about it. It just means to be set apart, devoted to God. You are set up. You're different. I mean, when Jesus saves us, something happened when we got born again. We're not the same. We're brand new. (laughs) Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if anyone be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things are passed away. We're not reformed sinners. We're something that never existed before. We're brand new. Jesus comes in and he changes everything. He changes our mind. He changes our, our heart, our motives. He turns the heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh. Now we can praise God with, with faith. And we can produce works that are alive and not dead. There's some good people doing some good things, but they're dead works. I don't want to go to heaven and says, you know what? You did all these things. They don't mean anything. <laughs> Let's continue. He says, we endure afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings. <laughs> I, the first time uh, one of these um, you know, nowadays people, when they want to be an apostle, they want to be a pastor, they want to be a, a prophet, okay, um, get beat for being a pastor <laughs> or apostle. One beat, they're like, I'm out, I'm done. <laughs> no longer I'm called to this. I'm called to be an entrepreneur now <laughs> or a life coach. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, here, Paul says, you know what? I got beat. I endured some beatings. And then he goes on imprisonment. <laughs> oh, he went to prison, not because of his own crimes, but because of Jesus living in his life. Riots, labors, sleepless nights. Some of us love sleep too much that if God called us to, to lose some sleep, <laughs> to be holy, sleepless nights. This is the Apostle Paul. The guy who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Here we go. Hunger. It's talking about physical hunger. It's not talking about spiritual hunger. It's talking about homeboy wanted some food, needed some food. I mean, serving Jesus is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you some friends. Perhaps you'll not ever face physical hunger, but you may face some Friendship hunger. It's okay. Hunger. And then he he tells us how to endure and how to be holy. As he refers to later on, weapons of righteousness. Here we go. By purity, which is our holiness, knowledge, patience, kindness. The more we're holy, the more kind we'll be. Don't show me somebody who, you know, growing up there, I, I, I saw mean mothers in Christ, mean as the devil. They ain't holy. <laughs> they should have go ahead and put some makeup on and wear some pants and go and dance, <laughs> go to the clubs. Because <laughs> what they were doing is like, oh, you know, holy. And they all serious. I mean, you know, sometimes when people pray, they get all serious. Oh, oh make that ugly face. <laughs> I mean, you getting that serious doesn't make, I mean, you can laugh, 
and smile. Like, Lord, I don't understand why this is happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to kill this kid. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord, 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 have mercy. You know, you're rolling your eyes. Like, Lord, 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 I'm going to get him. Jesus. John Wick. <laughs> like, you mess with my puppy. You mess with my puppy in my car. <laughs> oh, you messed with me. You're going down. It's going down. <laughs> I mean, just like, sorry. <laughs> Kindness. <laughs> Kindness. Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. How many know you can't be holy without the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, right? He, he's going to produce holiness in us. Don't tell me you're holy and you're, you know, I'm going to get on smoking. <laughs> Ooh, I'm holy. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> this, is, this is the smoke of heaven. <sighs> the herbs. Oh, no, right, right? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. There's no one in heaven smoking herbs. <laughs> It's legal, but it's illegal in the kingdom. Anything that spends your, um, um, you know, really um, dis dismantle your ability to make sound judgment is not of God, including sugar. <sighs> Holy Spirit, genuine love by truthful speech. We got too many lying Christians. <laughs> how, how does that sound? Lying Christ followers. <laughs> they lie on their taxes. <laughs> they lie on the job. <laughs> um, they, they plagiarize. Lying Christians. You can't be holy and you got a lying tongue. And the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand. And he goes on and says for the left hand. And it says, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as imposters and yet are true, as unknown, yet well-known. So sometimes people judge you based on, I can imagine, I mean, this is, this is gospel according to PD. I can imagine Apostle Paul having a social media account, and I don't think he would have millions of followers. <laughs> he said, that joke is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they say, oh, he's unknown. Who is this guy? Now, Jesus, on the other hand, I, I can imagine he had all the followers. <laughs> but perhaps not, because the, even his, his, his 12, they, they left him. So, you know, what? I'm going to block you, Jesus. You block Jesus in this life, he'll block you in the next. Here we go. Un as unknown, like who's Apostle Paul? And yet well-known. So you may not be known, popular, but you're known to the Lord as dying and behold, we live as punished and yet not killed <laughs> as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing as poor, yet making many rich as having nothing and yet possessing everything. This is the apostle Paul. We have spoken freely to you. Corinthians, our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted in your own afflictions, affections. I'm sorry. In return, I speak as to children, widen your hearts also. And it goes on and says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now, this scripture has been used specifically as it relates to marriage. About marrying somebody who's not born again. And, and it, you know what? It, it really is unwise to marry somebody that doesn't belong to Jesus and you belong to Jesus. Um, you know, your father-in-law will be Satan. <laughs> Come on over for dinner. <clears throat> this right here, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. is not necessarily talking about getting married. Let's continue. For what partnership <clears throat> has righteousness with lawlessness or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Bilal or what portion does a believer share with the, um, with an unbeliever? This is dealing with having covenant with someone who doesn't belong to Christ, not just friends. All right. I have a lot of, I have some friends who are not saved, right? 
Um, I'll never forget, I was in um, eighth grade at junior number two in Trenton, and <clears throat> this guy, he was a five percenter. He knew I was a Christian, and um, he was real huge. I think he had stayed back at least a couple times. <laughs> and um, they thought I was um, probably weird because one time in class, a young lady, she, she, she wanted me, and, um, and she said, um, I have lust for you. And I said, I got lust for Jesus. <laughs> he's like, oh, this guy is crazy. He got a Southern accent. <laughs> and he's like, he got lust for Jesus. <laughs> so this guy, he's five percenter. And we talked and he was talking about, hey, are you, hey, God. I said, I'm not no God. Jesus is God, <laughs> you know. And so um, he was like, no one better touch Dwayne. That was, you know, he, he, he was huge. But and then he was like, hey, can you pray for me? We became friends, and I prayed for him often. It's not talking about not being friends with or how can you win them and you're not friends with them? It's talking about having covenant, allowing them in your heart and your life in a way that only reserved for God's people. There's a way of fellowship with unbelievers that should not be done among, that we should have with unbelievers. Verse 16, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? It's really talking about worship. Are you worshiping? I was in Uganda last year in September, August or September, and I, Muslims love me. They, they are attracted to me by the dozens. <laughs> uh, and so I met this Muslim guy and he, he said, hey, I'm going to take, I'm off on Wednesday. I'm going to come wherever you are and I'm, I'm going to fellowship. So I, I bought some food at the grocery store, local grocery store, and I set up everything. I made sure it wasn't pork, right? <laughs> Didn't want to offend him. Um, and so we, we were there and he, five times a day he would, he would break away and go and pray. So really a devout Muslim. Um, of course, I, my limited mind, I'm thinking nation of Islam. He didn't know who Malcolm X was. I said, well, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I'm just so westernized thinking that Muslim equals nation of Islam. I said, no, I never heard of, um, you know, Malcolm X. I was like, what? <laughs> You're not a Muslim. You're an imposter. <laughs> like, wait a minute. My uncle was a part of nation. Nation? What? Nation? What? And I said, well, you know, the white people are the devil. What? They're stupid. What, what do you mean? I, I, my friends are, my boss is white. He gave me a job. So they went, I'm sorry, my bad. But anyway, we, we friended each other. He decided to come and hear me preach. So he came, he was so excited. He's like, man, people got saved, got filled. He didn't get saved, he didn't get filled. And then he was taking pictures. <laughs> And then um, afterwards, we went out to eat, and, and I faded everybody. I had a group of 13 young men, and, and we were outside. And he said, well, he was so excited. He said, oh, hey, PD, can I, can, can I pray? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so he prayed. He's, he's praying to Allah. He said some aromatic stuff. And I was like, huh, okay. All right. And everybody was looking at me. I said, all right, we're going to pray. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> I said, we're going to end this with prayer, right? We're going to pray to the one and true God, right? But to this day, we're friends. And I believe that we do a disservice to the, uh, to the, to the world if we're not friends with them. This is talking about having covenant and even worship. What agreement, verse 16, has the temple of God with idols? For we are, what? The temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Let's go. Therefore, go out from their midst. Be separate from them, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Since we have these promises, Beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, bringing holiness to completion in the fear of the Lord. Isn't that profound scripture? He says, um, be, come out from among them. We should, we should come out from among the world. 
And I believe that some believers, talk about your lifestyle. Some people have mixtures. You can't tell them uh, a difference between them and the unbeliever. How many know there should be no mixtures? We, we, our lifestyle should set us apart. I, we need ungodly friends. Thank God. And when I can't lay hands, <laughs> fight, um, I, I can call my ungodly friends to do the job for me. <laughs> I need you to take care of that. <laughs> uh, oh, I got you, PD. I, I'll go to jail. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, it, it, we're talking about separating. Be separate from the world in a, in a way of thinking. I think some of us, we think like the world. And we're not separated from the way we think and our lifestyle. He says, come up, be, be separate from the world and our lifestyle. Don't, don't touch their sin. And only then he'll welcome us. Isn't that a profound passage? We're not to be like the world. We are to be in the world and among the unbelievers, but we're not to partake of their sin. Um, it, not to laugh at their jokes, ungodly jokes, not to smoke with them and drink with them and have sex with them. This is what Paul is talking about. And then he quotes the Lord. He says, the Lord says, therefore, go out from their midst, be separate from them. In other, in other words, be holy. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you eight silent partners of holiness. Amen. Eight silent partners of holiness. Again, a silent partner, they, they invest. And a lot of times they don't, get, they don't get the credit. So these eight partners of holiness, if you'll use them, they won't necessarily get the credit because they're not looking for the credit. But they'll make you and I more like Jesus. Let's go. The first one is our daily habits. Our daily habits. Or you can say the daily input. Um, growing up, they used to say garbage in, garbage out, right? Whatever you put inside of a computer at that time, you know, I had a flip floppy disk. <laughs> that, that's what you're going to get out. So your daily habits, what are you taking in through your eyes and your ears? These are silent partners. They, they can be used for the glory of God. So you're reading that, those passages. We read it through the Bible, four, five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12 minutes a day. You might not, it might not look like anything is happening, but something is happening. As you're reading the begots, as you realize that God is concerned about the details, as you read about Noah and the details of the ark, and as you read about the temple, God is concerned, even about the clothes. He told them how, how to wear their clothes. He is concerned about the details. I know they said the devil is in the details. But God is in the details. He's concerned about the details. So every part, so daily input, what, what your daily habits, what's going inside on a daily basis, right? I, I know um, there are things on TikTok and things on Instagram that can consume your time. If you're around uh, profanity all the time, it'll get inside of you. And you'll, you, you'll start thinking about it. You, 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 I mean, I'm around teenagers all the time and <clears throat> the F word is normal. So I said, um, give me a, why is it that you do that? Well, my mom and dad make us all the time. And it's, and, and, and mainly most of them are from Dominican Republic, DR, and they like, that's our culture, mister. That, that, that's what we hear all the time. So therefore we, we can't. You know, what kids, what, kid, what parents do in moderation, kids do in excess. And so in and out daily, F-bombs, F-bombs, F-bombs. And I'm like, man, there's other words you can use. <laughs> Dave, and then the teachers are cussing. <laughs> the principal's cussing. The vice principal. I mean, it's, all, it's the culture. It's the norm. At Budweiser, they're cussing all the time. I was the pastor of Budweiser. And, and they just like, they were dropping F bombs. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I don't realize I'm doing it. Just input, daily habits. What, what's your daily habits? Um, John Maxwell says he can determine your future based on your daily habits. What's going on? What's happening every day? 
every single day. So that that's it's a silent partner. If you you use that properly, it'll produce some holiness in you. You're praying uh, habit since uh, you know kind of October November. Lord, make me a holy man of God. I'm praying holiness. Oh, I'm I'm listening to some holiness, holiness. I'm I'm baptized. There's not a lot of songs about holiness, by the way. I, I'm just like I'm looking for holiness, 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 holiness. Oh man, no holiness. Uh, Courtney, you gotta make some songs about holiness. <laughs> holy God, I want to be holy. Oh, I'm praying not for self righteous reasons. I'm not, oh, I'm holier than thou. No, I want to know Him. The more holy I am, the more I can know him, being holy for even as I'm. So I, I develop a prayer. Lord, throw your holiness on me. What does that mean? Lord, just, just, I want you, I want you to just throw it. Be weighty. Throw your weight of your holiness on my life. I mean, like saturate me. Oh, saturate me with your holiness. You start praying that every day. Oh, your attitude. Man. I get to go to work. I don't got to go to work. I get to go to work. I get to preach. I get to raise some champions, some world changers. I get to marry, be married to a, a, a psalmist in the presence of God. I get to serve a great people at KLM. I get to be in this world. I get to be in a part of America. I get to travel to Uganda and France. I get to go to South Africa and Ghana next year. I get to. Come on. Oh, it start changing everything. Oh, thank you, waiter. Thank you, garbage man. Thank you, um, helper. Thank you. Oh it's, oh, it's a wonderful thing. Daily habit. I, I go out of my way to say thank you. Because part of um, that we're living in the last days, it says an unthankful and unholy generation. So part of not being holy is being unthankful. I thank you. I think I may got 20 cents in the bank, but I thank you. I thank you for the limbs that are working. I thank you for the glasses. I thank you for ears to hear. I thank you for the ability to read. Come on. You'll get holy. You'll be holy. Daily habits. <coughs> this it's all connected. The second one is consistency. Um, consistency. I mean, you go back. You listen to sermons I preached 20 years ago. You hear the same thing, but just now more mature with more understanding. Consistency. Practicing holiness. Practicing love. Practicing forgiveness. Choosing to forgive your pet when they keep pooping on the floor. Forgiveness. Consistency. Consistency. I mean, you know, there's power in consistency. Working out every day. And you may not see a change. Change it instead of drinking your calories. I choose to eat them. I'm going to get some water because <laughs> I know I'm going to have this cake later. Consistency. I go out. I want that. Um, we call it uptown, but, you know, people have changed it. Praise the Lord. I'm a Palmer. <laughs> he, went to uptown, he went to a soulful restaurant. It's, oh, I'm a Palmer. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not going to forgive him. <laughs> um, I'm going to choose to drink the water. I'm going to choose to get seven hours. Consistency, amen? It's, it's what you do every single day. You keep being, consistency is the key to breakthrough. You want to have a breakthrough in your understanding? Keep reading. Keep working at it. Keep trying to learn Spanish. Come on, talking to PD. Keep trying to learn Swahili. Talking to PD. Keep trying to learn French. Keep, keep at it. Keep at it. Come on. Um, if you're in a, if you're in school, one class at a time, one class at a time. And then before you know it, bam, graduation is be here. Whatever it is, your consistency. So we're talking about holiness, consistently loving. I'm going to put on Christ. I'm going to love. I'm going to forgive. I feel like there's unforgiveness in the room. So forgive, release that person. Uh, you don't have to trust them. But forgive him. Um, a young man who um, Declan and I have had the privilege to preach to. He was a he's a former Muslim from Uganda. I met him also at the restaurant and he got born again, got filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, he called me the other day. He was upset um, about someone who did some bad things to him. And, and he said, I just can't stand him. I hate him. I said, well, if you're Christian, you can't hate. There, you, you, there is no way to be a Christ follower and have hatred in your heart. 
said, you got to forgive. So let's practice this. I said, do you really hate him? I really hate him, PD. I hate him. <laughs> I said, okay. So say this with me. I forgive, I forgive such and such, such and such. I release them. I release them. I do not hold unforgiveness towards them. I do not have unforgiveness towards them. I do not have unforgiveness towards them. Father, I thank you for forgiving me, and I forgive everyone. And he goes on. I said, how do you feel? He said, oh, I feel like a ton of weight just lifted. Consistency. Working on forgiving. No matter what the person has done. You know, and it, that connects with the word consistency in reading your Bible. Make, you get three meals a day, at least. You should get three spiritual meals a day. All right, this one right here, um, number three, you got a ghost temptation. Uh, you know, how, how many ever ghost someone? Raise your hand if you ever ghost someone. You, you know what that means, right? You know, you avoid them, you, you, you block them, or you, you see them in, in the public, you go the other way, I'm going to go down this aisle, you ghost them, right? Uh, somebody's trying to get in contact with you, ghost, you, you act like you, you know, they send you a message on Messenger and you, I'm red. <laughs> Come on. Am I the only one? I'm sorry, wrong cry. <laughs> we got a ghost temptation, even like Joseph. He, ghost, Joseph ghost temptation. He ran. Don't sit around and play with it. You got to ghost the devil. You got to ghost those ungodly thoughts. Nah, nah, I, I ain't thinking. Of, it's not, that's not going to happen. You got to ghost complaining. Somebody start complaining. You just say, you know what, but, but God is good. Yeah, yeah, but. Or they start gossiping. You got to ghost those things. If you, this is a silent partner of holiness. You got to ghost the devil. Because the devil, he'll come. You got to resist him. The next one. Minecraft. Minecraft. What's crafting your mind? Um, thinking godly thoughts. Thinking that will produce fruit. Fruitful thinking. Some of us worry too much. Y'all know worrying is a sin, right? You think you're in control. <laughs> you're acting like God <laughs> when you worry. Um, Minecraft, what's crafting your mind? What's causing your mind to think the way that it thinks? Minecraft, what are you rehearsing every day? Some people may be rehearsing <clears throat> their death. They get in pleasure out of thinking when they're not here, people are gonna be crying over them. Are y'all, have y'all ever did that? You saw yourself dying. Oh, they're going to miss me when, they, when I'm gone. They're going to be crying when I'm gone. Life goes on. <laughs> what are you rehearsing every day? What's in your mind? Because whatever's in your mind is in your life. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. What's crafting your mind? What's in the rooms of your mind? Has the word of God gone in every room? And cleanse every room. I mean, you, can't, you gotta, even if the room is, looks like it, it appears to be clean, you got dust, you got spider webs, you got to go in there and do some spring cleaning. Take that word of God and, and watch that, that room. Amen. Fruitful thinking, that's Minecraft. All right, um, wisdom, that's a silent partner. You cry for wisdom, God will give you wisdom and help you live holy. This one right here, growing your spiritual revenue. Growing your spiritual revenue. What's feeding your desires and what's going to produce eternal value in your life. Growing your spiritual revenue. And I got two more. This one is different. It's philosophy. Your personal philosophy. That's a silent partner of holiness. When we're talking about philosophy, we're talking about your system of belief, your system of values, your morals. There was a guy, I wanted to show this part. It was, it's actually on um, Instagram. He was an actor. He's an actor. And he actually says they wanted him to do a kiss and sing. And he says, um, these lips are only for my wife. 
and he refused to do the scene for two years. They um, blackballed him. That, that's a man of personal philosophy. He was not going to compromise. Are you, are you with me? What are your personal philosophy? It's the thing, if you use it right, it will help you to produce holiness. What, what, what's your standards? What are your, what, do you have borders around your personal philosophy? What are your non-negotiables? I will not do X, Y, and Z. I will not cuss. I will not kiss somebody who's not my spouse. I Come on. I will not get in that bed with you. I will, come on. You're cute, but not cute enough for my salvation. <laughs> uh, uh, you, what's your personal? I will not lie. If everybody leaves me and everybody disappointed, I will not. I will protect my integrity. If I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there. I'm going to keep my words. Come on. That's going to produce some holiness. I will not bow to the spirit of this age. My non-negotiables, my values, my, these are deal breakers. Oh, you want me to do what on the job? Now I'm going to touch some of y'all, but it's all good. Um, Cause I wouldn't be a biblical pastor. Sunday is the Lord's day. I ain't working on Sunday. And if I work on Sunday, it's going to be after my religious encounter with Christ. Yeah, you, you got to, you set that standard and say, you know what? This, between this time and this time, this is when my church would meet and I'm not going to compromise. But what about the money? What about the promotion? Don't you know that God can give you a better promotion? He'll cause you to have your own company. Personal philosophy. I will not bow to the God of sports and allow my kids to miss school to play some sports that they, you know, um, one out of like five million Black kids will actually make it to the NBA. So you you going for you yielding you sacrificing your 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 kid to the god of sports that can do nothing for them, and they're gonna miss school. Miss you you won't miss school for sports, and you're gonna miss church. <laughs> oh, you do whatever you want with it, because my job is to present the truth and get you into heaven. With some rewards. And whether you agree with it or not, I don't agree with that. Well, search the Bible. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, your, your, your philosophy, right? And it's really like your apologetics. Personal philosophy built on Christ. Um, your, your action items. Your standards. Your boundaries. All right, let's go to the next one. This is going to connect, it's connected to the philosophy, is your personal culture. Personal culture. When we think about culture, we're thinking about um, attitudes and feelings and value. And usually it's in behavior that's based on society. But we're talking about holistic spiritual formation. We're talking about, you have, never heard this word until I was in prayer this week, personal culture. You have a personal culture that is informed or that is shaped by your personal philosophy. What is your culture? I know there's a culture of our church. There's a culture in your house. There's a culture based on your family, your, or your neighborhood. What is your personal culture? Your attitudes, your feelings, your, your behavior. Either you're going to create your personal culture based on Christ, or your personal culture will be created by default. Either the word will inform your personal culture or the world will inform it. They are, somebody is informing it and underwriting it. Your personal culture. I never, I looked up, I was like, personal culture. And that, I just got that through prayer. P personal philosophy. I'm like, what the heck? I'm thinking about, you know, Aristotle. You know, the sky's blue. Why is it blue? You know, all kinds of stuff. No, but it, it deals with your system of beliefs. What, what is your beliefs based on? Some things we, we, we inherit personal philosophy from our parents. We borrow some things as we look at TikTok and, 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 and social media. That Facebook, it's, it's, it's informing our philosophy. 
And, you know, everybody just jumps on and says, you know, I'm going to be like this. I'm going to look at this. This is really good. Oh, this is, we should do it this way. All right. Um, your personal culture. All right, that's it. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And this is my last verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. The silent partners of holiness. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 is actually verse 14 through 16. It says this. But thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death, to the other, a fragrance from life to life, who is sufficient for these things. Here, it's talking about the aroma of Christ. The Lord spoke to me many years ago when I was youth pastor. He says, I want you to smell like my holiness. I had never had a scripture for that until I read that. We're to be aroma. We're to smell. The Bible says Acts and Acts that they knew that Peter was with Jesus. Do the, do the world know that you've been with Jesus? Has your prayer time, is it more than just a religious act? But are you encountering Christ? When you read the Bible, are you encountering Christ? We're supposed to smell like his holiness. Raise your hands. We're to smell like his holiness. We want him to throw his holiness on us. Let his holiness be thrown on our name. Now, when people think about your name, they think about a woman or a man of God. A faithful follower of Christ. Your legacy. What would your legacy be like? Would it be a holy legacy? What will you be known for? Living for God or living for yourself or living for this world? If you hear, put your hands down real quick. Every eye closed, every head bow. If you hear you don't know Jesus as the Lord of your life, as your Lord and your Savior, and you would like to make the decision to make him your Lord, I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. Is there one here? There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And God has called you from sin into his holiness. He's called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And today's today's your day. Is there one who want to give and say, I want to surrender my life to Christ. I want to give him my life. Is there one? Is there one here that says, I want to rededicate or recommit myself to Christ? Says, you know, I haven't been walking with Christ, but I want to, I want to start walking with him. I want to repent. I want to turn from my sins and turn to righteousness. Is there one? Jesus died in your place to restore you back to the Father. Is there one? Lift up your hands. Let's pray this prayer with me and just mean it with your heart. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking you to forgive me for all of my sins. I release my faith in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that I believe that you raised Christ from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Amen. If you pray that for the first time, I want to welcome you into the family of God. Amen. Let me pray with you. Raise your hands. Now you can raise your hands again. Father, I thank you. Join me standing. Just go ahead and join me standing. <clears throat> We're going to ask the Lord to throw his holiness on our lives. <sighs> go ahead and lift up your hands. <clears throat> Don't always think about sin as being sexual. There's more sins than just sexual sins. Uh, Father, we want to be holy. Come on, just you and God take a few moments and just express to the Lord that you want to be holy. Lord, I want to be holy. I want my, my eyes to be holy. You told us to lift up holy hands. I want my mind to be holy. I want my steps to be holy. I want my marriage to be holy. I want my singleness to be holy. I want my kids to be holy. I want every part of my life to be holy. Come on, communicate with your father.
Father, I want to be holy. I want to be a man, a woman of God. I want to be holy, God. Oh, I'm a holy. I call myself a holy man of God. Come on. Communicate with your father. Lord, I, I want to be, throw your holiness on me. Holy Spirit, make me more like Jesus. Holy Spirit, make me more like Jesus in my attitude, in my mind, in my, my philosophy, in my culture. Oh, God, uh, help me with my daily habits. My daily habits. Lord, let Jesus be my attitude. Let Jesus be my attitude. I, I, I thank you, Lord. Your kindness shine in my life. May the grace of God speak so loud that the world will see Christ in my life. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's cry out. Oh, God, we want to be holy people of God. Oh, we want, we want you to walk among us. Oh, we want, we'll be separate from the world in our lifestyle and our way of thinking. Lord, separate. Come on, call, ask God to separate you from the world. Come on. I, I, Lord, separate us from the world. Separate us from the world, God. We, we're too much like the world, God. Oh, Lord, I, I love my shows, Lord. I like my shows, but Lord, I'll give them up if you call me to. Oh, God, I, I turn off some, I, I cut some people off if, if I need to, Lord. God, whatever, I want to be holy. Oh, God, throw your holiness on me. Oh, God, I pray you deal with my heart, deal with my mind, deal with my money. Give me financial holiness. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, financial holiness. Some of us have been doing wrong things with our money. We have wrong relationships with money. Oh, you cannot serve God and money. Excessive spinning is, is a sin. Not spending enough is a sin. Going the cheap route is, is not always God's way. Every part of our lives should be holy and set apart for God. Holy God, holy forever. We want to be holy. Oh God, we want to be like Jesus. I pray, Father, that our lives will be eternally changed, God. Change us, oh God. Change us, oh God. Change us, oh God. Change us, oh God, a day from today, let us be changed. A month from today, let us be changed. A year from today, a decade from today. God, throw your holiness on us in the name of Jesus. Oh, make us, oh Lord, we want to be the, the aroma of Christ. Oh, your fragrance of Christ. Put your fragrance on us. And you know, when you are intimate with somebody, you'll smell like them. Oh, God, we want to smell like you. Oh, we want to think like you. We want to talk like you. We want to walk like you. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, bad habits. Let them be the thing of the past. Let us... Holy habits, holy habits. Oh, Koreba Shandabre, Bamamokona Mamre, Danabakondo Mamre. The Lord wants to touch some of your mouths. I, gossip and chattering, I'm hearing in my, in my, my spirit. Chattering. That's an unholy, un, un, unholy act. Zamakan to allow somebody to dump garbage in your ears. Complaining, complaining about this and complaining about that. The Bible says, do all things without murmuring and complaining. The children of Israel start complaining and, and uh, serpents were released upon them. When we complain, devils are released upon us. Emotional witchcraft. Allowing people to control you with emotions in the name of Jesus. Oh, we serve any ties. Our loyalty is to Jesus. We are, we are loyal to the one who died for us. Oh, God, oh, we'll give up everything for you. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, come on, a few more moments. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We worship you, Father. Oh, we worship you in the spirit of holiness. Oh, Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord. We praise you. And we give your name, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Does your sister's presence? Amen. Amen. That concludes this week's message. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please contact us at 732-324-2200 or you can visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, if you would like to write to us by mail, our PO Box is 1854 Patamboy, New Jersey. Zip code is 08862. Lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. Until next time, God bless you.